Greetings Only Tans. Today is Friday, February 23rd. And yesterday I welcomed on Mike Levy and Trevor, aka James Dylan Bond, onto the show. And we discussed our new sponsorship. They are a floaty and they're sponsoring Tandy Time. And we discussed that a little bit. We also discussed some new sets that are being released by NBA Top Shot, including the Hollow, MGLE, and Clutch set. We discussed that set a little bit. We also talked about the All-Star Game weekend that just happened and some ideas that we might have to fix it or some ideas that we think are no good, some second-half predictions of the NBA season, and talked a little bit of fast break and just general NBA Top Shot as well. Um, it was a great time and I hope you can make the next one. We will be having more giveaways and this is thanks to the sponsor of this show moving forward, which is floaty.io floaty.io is the marketplace that you should be checking out. If you're buying and selling anything on the flow blockchain, NBA top shot, NFL all day, UFC strike, La Liga Golathoth. Anything on Flow, you should go check out floaty.io. And recall that nothing you hear on this episode should be considered financial advice. And let's jump right into it. Hello, everybody. How are we all doing? Today is a very special show. We have a couple of very special guests, and it is the first episode of a very special partnership. That's right. Tandy time. Let's let's look at that background change live. Here we go. Going to click the button. Voila. There you go. Our sponsor at the bottom, floaty.io. So this is the beginning of a lovely partnership of Tandy time and floaty.io. I'm really looking forward to it. And you, the only tans, are going to benefit from this as well. Not only are you going to get educated on all the latest and greatest of floaty, but we're also going to have more giveaways as well. And I know that you're all a bunch of dirty rents, rent seekers at the end of the day. So all you dirty rent seekers and only tans will be able to enjoy that. Um, so uh, without further ado, why don't we bring in our guests? We have MBL, we have Trevor. Uh, let's bring them in. Let's just give them a good old community. We love the community. Hello. Hello. How are you? What's going on, Tandy? Yo. Hello, Trevor. Hello, MBL. Um, I have to keep my arm below screen level so people aren't surprised that they aren't as enormous as the thumbnail you chose for the, uh, for the preview here. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you know, it's kind of uh you kind of just get lucky or unlucky with how the AI decides to create you. Um I pretty much just my prompts were like for Trevor, it was just like man holding an ice cream cone in red and black outfit and for MBL it was like man wearing basketball blue and orange outfit and that's what I just used. So you get lucky or you don't. And I thought it was pretty close to my style that I usually wear anyways. Like I just got some Jordans that were that color. Uh, yeah. so like everything really fit in. Yeah. What can I say? Um, 
the AI is pretty good. But have you have you guys been aware of this like outrage on Twitter of like the Google is it Gemini or something and and like it's super woke. It's like it's super woke AI. If you're like show me a colonizer from like the age of Columbus and it's like a black guy. Like that doesn't sound <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, I have seen that. And I don't know, some people got a notification saying that Gmail was sunsetting today. Or I don't know if that's <laughs> real. Or it's fake. I don't know what's real these days. I can't keep up. I'm getting too old. And someone said that it was caused because they sent an email to a white person and Google was like, this is too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, actually, the reality, as far as I know, because I was also like refreshing my Gmail, like, oh, my God, is it is it gone? Am I going to have to use Yahoo again or Hotmail? What's going on here? Um, apparently, they're sunsetting the HTML version of it. So, you know, like when you're in some place with really bad internet and you revert to HTML, that's apparently going away. I did my Google searches this morning looking to see because that, that would have been uh, life changing almost. Uh, <laughs> I have to rechange all my sign ins for everything away from Gmail. I know that would have been absolutely terrible. Um, yeah. Well, anyways, let's let's uh, let's march on forward. Um, so yes, so you're here in the chat. That means you're going to have a chance at the Luka Doncic rare very nicely and graciously from our friends at Floaty. And if you're here in the chat and you have not done the Twitter portion of that, you can still go to the Twitter and go to my account and retweet whatever that'll get you a second entry. So if you're here, you get an entry. If you do this stuff on Twitter, you get an entry. So good luck to you guys. And we'll do that a little bit later in the show. Um, and also, like, if there's any whales in the chat and you feel like splurging on like a LeBron Cosmic, do it from watching this show. You watch the show, you tell up, you DM these two, and you're like, you know what? I only bought that because of the show. That that's what they need to hear, so we can just keep it going. Um, but anyways, what should we talk about, guys? I think there's a lot. I know there's a lot of packs on the way on NBA Top Shot. I don't, I don't know if you're aware of that or if they've released news of that yet, but. There are, there's hollow packs coming. There's MGLEs coming. There's a new set called Crunch. I think, I believe it's called uh, Crunch Captain time. Crunch. Yeah. Crunch time. <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you have any idea what you think this Crunch Time set is going to be? I mean, some people are, are getting concerned. They're like, wait a second. Don't we already have for the win? What do you think this Crunch Time set's going to look like? I mean, I'm slightly concerned as a Blazers fan to see Jeremy Grant on that list of players for crunch time because, like, I—is it a losing game? I—I <laughs> uh, I don't know. We're we're not doing well, uh, so it, it just seems off to have a Blazers crunch time win. So there we go. We got the alpha. Blazers telling us crunch time is defensive plays. So I th I've I've got two takes on crunch time, one positive, one negative. The positive one is this is a little bit more exciting than just more normal commons um, being, being added. It's kind of fun to see a different set, new art, new pack experience, whatever it is. The, the negative view on it is they've, uh, they've sort of set caps on the supply issuance this year at certain tiers and sets and levels. And, I may not be interpreting all this correctly, um, but this might be viewed as a way to kind of get around those caps where they say, okay, we've kind of hit our uh, limit on the base set. We can't issue more moments of these players, but we can if we change the name of the set. And so mm -hmm. that might be the controversial take. I don't really know if that's fully accurate, but if, if we want to add a little controversy five minutes into our stream, yeah. that would be one take. That's what we need to do on this. We love drama. Um, 
Yeah, I, I don't personally, I don't think it's that big of a deal just because it's basically pack filler. It's basically pack filler for the other packs I mentioned. Um, so yeah, if it's this stuff or if it's more commons, does it really make any difference? I I don't really see the difference. They're, I mean, they're all going to be like $1 moments or like 50 cent moments on floaty. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> I think so, yeah. from, my, from my perspective, I'm not bothered by it. At the end of the day, Dapper has revenue targets. They're going to hit them one way or the other. And their revenue comes from the users, whether it's selling common moments or, or it's selling rare packs, wh wh whatever they're doing, they need to hit their revenue targets. And look, this this is an interesting new set type. Maybe there's going to be a little community that forms out of it. Look, there's Hustle and Showroom that came out of uh, that set. There is Nine Lives Lounge that came out of that set. Little communities form. It's a, it's a, you know, it's a nice, interesting twist on, on the base set. The moments could be fun. Who, who knows? I'm, I'm not opposed to it. There's, there's been a lot of uh, negative feedback on Twitter, which feels a little excessive, if you ask me. I think it's obviously related to like oversupply. I mean, that's usually what the negative feedback is around. Um, but yeah, I, I guess I just don't understand it that well this time. I don't. Uh, if it's just pack filler, then I think it's fine. I think maybe I would have been more upset if it was done in the opposite way. If they're like, oh, we're releasing this new set. Uh, it's the crunch, the nest, the the chocolate chippity crunch, and you know you have like a zero point zero 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 one percent chance at a hollow, and we're gonna release a million crunch packs. Then I'd be like, all right, now that's not right. But the fact right. that it's the opposite, it's just like, well, instead of getting another like Jack Landale base moment, you're gonna get a crispity crunch. Like, that's fine with me. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think I think what Boston base said is right that the scarcity and supply levels of rares and uh, legendaries is, is probably the better thing to focus on than commons. Um, you know, com commons seem to be used in the ecosystem as, you know, sort of game pieces, filler fodder. And look, it's not dissimilar to anyone who collected physical cards growing up. You put them in your bike spokes, you throw them out, you put them in a shoebox in the corner of your closet, you, you add them to your art project for uh, for your third grade science <laughs> fair, whatever, whatever you got to do. They're, uh, they're, they're not put on your grail uh collectible shelf yeah exactly i think they, they don't get added to your pin moments no or maybe they yes. may there there might be some common grails on the pin moments i don't know i mean so, I, have, some... I have uh actually i don't think i have a common but i have some commons that could be interesting up there yeah not as many so. as lakers does well one i know i've like that fandom jason tatum which is an awesome just typical jason tatum play and now it's worth like a dollar but i still love that play so you know Whatever, whatever floats There are a few out there, and I know our, our buddy Matt Roth uh, really doesn't like when a when a nice play and a, and a historical NBA moment is trading for a dollar on Top Shot. That yeah, grinds his gears. It definitely grinds his <laughs> gears. Um, Top Shot Hot Shot wants a supply video. We'll give it to him. Very sinister. And that, that was actually, I don't know if you remember, but uh, Steve actually created that graphic and I loved it so much that I turned it into a drop. Um, but moving right along, uh, the All-Star game. Did you guys watch the All-Star game? Unfortunately. So, <laughs> <laughs> you, you go ahead then. And good for you for watching. It's really good for you. That's dedication. I, because out here in Portland, um, in order to watch the Blazers, you basically have to get Fubo, which I only activate then during the season so I can watch games. 
And so I deactivated my YouTube TV account. So uh, in order to do that, because they're the same cost and everything, but Fubo doesn't have TNT. So I had reactivate it for a week and everything so i i felt like i had to watch it since i went through the effort of like actually activating my youtube tv account but it was really boring uh, i mean other than the three-point contest i really like steph versus sabrina sabrina's really cool uh like I, I went to her finals like uh ncaa tournament run when they had uh, a game here in portland which is pretty cool to see that like as she was becoming like the star she is now uh but like dunk content is just hasn't done it for me much lately in the all-star game it i don't know it's it's just watching people practice yeah i think this is the this is the right take here from black history 365 it's been whack since lebron refused to participate in the dunk contest i think that's true i feel like that was the turning point i don't know if maybe we look back and there were some crappy games before that too but it does feel that way I would say my, my all-star take is by far the best event this year was Steph versus Sabrina. That, that was awesome. I, I went out of my way to watch. I was actually staying at, at my in-laws in uh, in Florida, and they were trying to watch CNN or something. I was like, can we just uh, quickly pop it over to TNT for a minute? Um, but my general all-star take is I don't like the skills competition because it's no. too hard to measure that. What's nice about the three-point competition is like, all of us are like, all right, we can head to the local gym, the local YMCA, and go shoot a bunch of threes and like see how we would do in that competition and like you know we have a rough idea of how hard it is to make uh you know 15 of 25 shots or 27 shots or whatever it is i have no idea how, how to quantify the difficulty of a bounce pass or a chest pass or whatever else it's like okay like is that that cool to watch i don't know um i think you know the, the nhl all-star game for example has the fastest skater the hardest shot like these kinds of like very easy to define things all right just go whack it and see what mm -hmm. happens so I think the skills competition doesn't really resonate. I do like when they used to do, I can't even remember what it's called, to be honest, the, the, where they combined the WNBA player, NBA player, and NBA legend on one right, team. I, and I they did that. like a little competition. That was kind of fun for the characters you would, would see and get involved with. Um, that was a good time. I think the dunk contest has the problem of people want both um, first attempts to be made and crazy dunks to happen. And uh, those don't really coexist that well. Either people are going to have to be patient with some missed dunks to see some stuff they've never seen before, or the difficulty is going to be scaled down if you really, really, really start penalizing people for missing the first dunk. And so I think I do think they should kind of pick a lane and and say, what, what Trevor? I think he's laughing at this. <laughs> 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 yeah all right all right T T tandy's gonna clip that and drop it on twitter as the key takeaway from uh from tandy floating. um dunk contest is like i don't know part of me says maybe they should basically say if you don't make it on the first one you're out um but then we'll see way crappier dunks at the end of the day and there's a huge advantage to a second so dunk contest i think is what it is we'll get some good years some bad years and, and it's fine the problem with the game itself and this is like hardly a unique take is that the players uh, aren't going to be motivated by anything to, to risk injury in any serious way. And so there's no real reason for them to take the game seriously. Even if they were to say you get 100000 bucks for winning, 500000 bucks for winning, th these are, are meaning meaningless numbers to them relative to what could happen with an injury. And so I don't know that there's a great fix for the All-Star game. Some people have said that you know maybe it, it makes sense if there are you know, more mid-level or low-level players or you know you, you bring in like a, a g-league squad to participate people who would actually care and try and 
you know, whose legs and arms aren't worth hundreds of millions of dollars. Um, yeah. But the, the, the injury aspect is weird. The one counter I've heard to that, which I think is a good counter, I was listening to the Low Post the other day, and I can't remember who his guest was, but uh, but they were talking about the fact that in random pickup games, NBA players seem to push it pretty hard. Like you see the the occasional video of Durant or like Trey Young or whoever it is pushing it pretty hard in a pickup game, and so. I don't know why they'd be willing to do that, but not try any all-star game. And I really don't have a good answer to that. Yeah. And, and I would also, and also you have like the Drew league, right. Um, things like that and uh, whatever other weird Gatorade. Yeah, yeah, exactly. and, and so, and also, but my other question too, would be if you go back to the older, older period of time, I mean, these are like back before they were making hundreds of millions of dollars, you still had like, Kobe Bryant and Tim Duncan and these players like going full throttle and they were very important to their teams and they were still worth millions of dollars. So it almost feels like it's something beyond um, beyond this idea of like, well, they're very important to their team and they're worth a lot of money because that's that's always been the case. So, you know, even back in the days of like Charles Barkley and Larry and whatever, Larry Bird, Michael Jordan, relatively speaking, they were still very highly paid and they were still worth a lot of money to their team. So it feels like something's changed beyond that. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think you know, one of the other things that came up in the low post was that the actual all-stars are probably a little bit annoyed about this, the the whole experience of all-star weekend. Instead of a, a, a break and a time to spend with their family, they're here, they're doing interviews, they have microphones and cameras shoved in their face the whole weekend. And you know, they're, they're probably not really um, feeling great about the all-star experience these days. And then, and so, you know, why push it? Why try to be a part of it? Um, I don't know. I don't think there's a great fix. Um, it seems like Adam Silver was pretty pissed about how the game played out. Yeah. Um, so maybe they'll they'll push for some changes. But well, I, I, I did I did hear some interesting ideas. I want to I want to throw them right. towards you guys, and I want to hear what you guys think of it. All right. So the first idea is the losing team has to reveal their DMs, their Instagram and Twitter DMs. <laughs> Um, Mike, is that a niche niche or an Achia? That, that, that is an absolutely Achia would work fantastically well. I, I, I saw that. I don't know where someone mentioned that on Twitter somewhere in the world. And I was like, this would, this would work. Yeah, I agree. I think it's great. Um, here's another one, Trevor. What about if they broke it down instead it was three on three tournaments and you broke the team down into different three on threes and then like the best teams kept on getting up to the top until you had like the final best players and those were doing three on threes and that those were the winners. Is that a niche niche or is that an Ah uh, uh, Yeah, I love the idea. I love three on three basketball tournaments. Uh, I, I've played in many and I actually hosted a few back in college for charity. Okay, that's that's cool. What, what was the charity? Where'd you, who'd you raise money for? Uh, it was a no-kill animal rescue and hospitality house. That's very nice. Look at that. What a mensch. All right. Can you, well, can you play yeah. a little bit, Trevor? You, you participated in the three on three tournaments. How's, how's your game? Who's your oh, yeah. NBA comp? Uh, I, I, when I was in high school, I, I was uh, modeling after like KG a lot. Oh, wow. Uh, like um, Kevin Pitts nozzle or, or, or actual <laughs> KG? Like, what, what, what are we, what are we really K, K, KG? I, uh, was really liking like, uh, the elbow jumpers and okay. like, fades and things like that. So, um, you know, how, how do you get it off with minimal dribbles and over people since I'm tall and have long arms? Sure, that, sure. That's amazing. I, I'd love to see some highlights of a younger Trevor looking like KG in the post. 
Um, bag holder is here. He wants his drop. Here we go. Twitch guy! That's right. We've got our Twitch guy in the chat. Um, and then I guess the final idea is, should we just cancel the whole damn thing? Ach ja, nish nish. I would say nish nish. I think let, let, let's let's keep the thing, but try and and make it more like relatable events. Like like one event I was I was joking with a buddy about, but like it probably would be more interesting than everything they have is have a, a, like a a sort of bracket we'll say where where people play each other one on one. The first shot is like two feet from the hoop, like straight away. Then they both make it, take a step back. They both make it, take a step back. And basically first person to miss loses. And you just keep advancing like that. Like we've all done that with our buddies in the backyard or, or at a gym. Just like essentially see who can make it in from farther away without missing along the way. Um, and just like basic, simple contests like this. No one's getting hurt. It's relatable. Maybe honestly, bring in some fan to participate also. Bring in some like college player. I don't know. More interesting things like that. Like the Steph Sabrina thing was awesome. Like, would love right. to see like a Caitlin Clark out there, maybe like the top high school recruit, if they can get that involved. Like, ha- ha- have a little fun with it. The, the, you know, what they're doing right now is getting a little stale, getting a little old, and uh, it's not that interesting. Yeah, I think that's actually a great idea. And, and also, what made the Steph uh, Sabrina thing so interesting too is you really felt that there's something on the line. Like, y- y- there, how do I really explain it? Like, I don't know if you would feel embarrassed or something if you lost, but. You know, your pride was on the line. And I feel like I don't see anything else going on that weekend where you're truly your pride is on the line. And I feel like if we could have some more of that where they don't get hurt, that would be perfect. Yeah, I, I agree. I, th- I was really impressed with Sabrina. I think she, she had a lot of weight on her shoulders there. Like if she if she went out and you know, got 12 points or something, 13 points, um, you know, I, I was listening somewhere. I think this might have also been touched on in the low post episode. Like probably this event doesn't happen again. Probably, you know, people are dismissive um, and, and kind of roll it out going forward. And instead, she happened to actually land on the exact number required to advance to the finals in the men's one for, from the men's distance. It was, it, was a, it was a pretty impressive performance by her. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It was awesome. Um, it was awesome. All right. Well, moving right along, should we get a little... Uh palette cleanse what should we palette cleanse with we'll give it to stan loves i don't know if he's here or not but we'll give it to him the judge i know judge so good trevor i know it's so good I love it. <laughs> Gets better every I, time. I watch every one of those videos that comes out of like awkward handshake. Oh, did you know? <laughs> did you see this? And it's just brutal. Yeah, I love it. Um, all right. Well, moving right along, it's the the second half of the NBA season starts tonight. Um, what are we feeling? What are what are? Are we have any hot takes? Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm full of hot takes. Trevor, do you have any off the bat? Uh, scoot. Makes all rookie first team. Okay, he, so. he, he he has a jump and is able to actually like prove himself a little bit here. Uh, he was getting some momentum going into uh, like a little bit right before All Star break, and I think it's been mentioned he's going to be a starter full time, and I think uh, he's going to find his way onto that first team because it looked like for a while uh, he wouldn't be anywhere near it. Yeah, 
Yeah, uh, it did. It did seem like he was kind of improving. Um, he's having some better games. Like he started the year looking really, really rough, but it seemed like he was getting better. Yeah, he was uh, shooting in single digits for three pointers for like the first twenty games. Not good. Uh, what else, uh, Mike? Are the Knicks the the trade deadline moves by the Knicks? Is that going to take them to the promised land? I don't think all the way to the promised land. I think conference finals is is definitely within range i think a first round knockout would be a disaster um, at this point and it's actually been really nice to see some some smart moves by the front office um i was admittedly a little bit of a of a brunson skeptic not that he's not a good solid player but that that contract was a little aggressive for him and it's turned out to be pretty awesome um i also i really like barrett as a Oh, this is a cool person to have in New York, a top three pick, a college star, the number one rated guy coming out of high school. It never really panned out. I held out hope for it for a while. Um, I would actually watch games and just watch Barrett. And honestly, I've never seen someone look like less kind of aware or comfortable on a basketball court after being such a, a, a highly rated prospect. Like he would drive to the hoop and it's almost like the Jalen Brown thing. It's like the ball just seemed to like always like leave his possession and he would like you know, occasionally do a, a nice play, but like couldn't really shoot. Like Jalen Brown's way better. There's like I was gonna yeah. say Jalen Brown catching strays. Now, Jalen oh. Brown's left hand thing, where everyone's got these these montages of Jalen Brown trying to dribble with his left hand. But it, it's kind of like that for Barrett's entire game. It's like he can't shoot, can't really dribble, he can't finish inside. His defense is kind of weird. He gets lost, and so it's like I don't know what really happened there. But at, at this point, they're clearly better off without him. So I'm happy they, they did the move with Toronto. Um, and I think the Bucks, the Bucks will figure it out. Um, I think Embiid coming will come back at some point, probably for the Sixers. So both of those teams are a little scary. Celtics, um, even without Porzingis, are, are, are a little frightening. And so I think it, it's hard to imagine the Knicks get to the finals. It, it, it'd be great um, this year, but I think conference finals is very possible. Uh, my my hot-ish take. I don't think it's that hot of a take. Is that I think just based on recent performance, that the Nuggets kind of being a shoe in even for the conference finals is not, not 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 nearly as secure as a lot of people say it was. I think that this often happens. Whoever won the year before is, you know, held in very high esteem. But like it's it, it was very reasonably possible that the Nuggets could have lost to the Suns in the conference semis last year. I think going into it, the Suns were maybe favored in the series, I think, if I recall, or like I don't know. It was something in like the minus 120 range either way. And that if the Suns beat the Nuggets that year and the Nuggets are chilling, I'm looking here in fourth place with like a, you know, a decent point differential. No one's saying like that they're heavy favorites in the West, but because they, you know, they got through that and they did win the title. Everyone's saying that they're, it's a foregone conclusion that they're going to advance. And obviously Jokic is, is fantastic, but, you know, Murray, Gordon, MPJ, like it's a, a decent supporting cast, but you know, you look at teams like the Suns, Clippers, Thunder, they're so much deeper, so much better. Um, yeah, that, that's a good anecdote, also. There aren't that many repeats. So, I, my, my hot take is that the, the, I don't know how hot it is, that the Nuggets won't make the conference finals. Or here, let me put my takes together. The Knicks will go farther than the playoffs in the Nuggets. Oh, Wow. There's the hot take. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that definitely <laughs> deserves spicy. Spicy. That's very spicy. Uh, anyone in the chat want to take MBL on that bet? I'm sure he's, <laughs> he'll do it with you. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, that I, I don't know, man. Like I it, I look at the standings and I see the teams above the Nuggets right now, the Clippers. I mean, can you really trust the Clippers? I mean, this reminds me of a chat I had with uh I think Skeets like two years ago, and every year it's the same story. It's like, can you really trust the Clippers? Like when it becomes crunch time, when we're in the playoffs, are you really gonna feel comfortable putting your your pick on the LA Clippers? I don't know. I personally I I don't feel very comfortable so, I mean, like, it, doing it, that. Obvious. This is you know obvious. If they, if the Clippers stay healthy, I would take the. I, mean, I think right now Clippers are favored in in Vegas to come come out of the West. I think they're that's what the market thinks right now. The oh, are they is, the top team? I think so. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought yeah. the Timberwolves is on top of the West right now. No, but in terms of odds, um, odds. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that the Clippers are number one there. Let me take a um, look. I'm, I'm loading up. Yes. So, but anyway, I think, I mean, the Clippers have been pretty incredible since they figured things out after the first seven games or so with Harden with it, where they struggled, Um, but they've been pretty awesome. Kawhi's health is obviously a big question mark. Paul George seems to find himself hurt pretty often also, but they're great. The Timberwolves are a weird, weird team, but, but Ant is awesome. I mean, Cat just scored 60 points a few weeks back, which is pretty cool. Conley it's kind of incredible. Nice. I mean, the Timberwolves really have have bounced back in a major way, like the last couple. Oh, they of put the Nuggets on top now. Yeah, yeah. apparently. But it's so, pretty close between Nuggets and Clippers. Yeah, they're they're pretty much the same odds, more or less. The Nuggets and the Clippers. Celtics are number one. I mean, it gets me nervous. The Celtics are such favorites. I, I don't even as a big Celtics homer, I don't think that they're such a clear favorite to say like, oh, they're definitely taking it this year. They don't, you know, it doesn't feel like Shaq and Kobe's Lakers or something. Um, but I'll, I guess I'll take it. Uh, then you got the Nuggets. You got the Clippers. After that, you got the Bucks. I, I don't have a lot of confidence in the Bucks right now. Uh, Doc Rivers. I think the Suns are a, definitely a tricky one. I feel like the Suns are one of those teams that could surprise you because it takes time for those kind of teams to sort of gel together, all those new pieces, and they might gel together just perfectly at the right time. I mean, um, a, a sneaky one is the Cavs. The Cavs have won, I don't know, I think 18 of their last 20 which That's is, true. Is pretty crazy. Thunder and Wolves are one and two, and the, you know they're chilling at you know plus, plus two thousand, plus twenty five hundred here. Sixers, assuming Embiid comes back, mm-hmm. could be a fun one. My 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 obvious but interesting um, topic question here is Lakers or Warriors? Who, who's uh, who's getting further between the two of those? They're, they're having the exact same season, so it's uh, kind of interesting. Hmm, that's a really good. That's a really good question. Um, man, I feel like it really could go either way. Uh, what do you think, Trevor? Go ahead. What's your hot take? Lakers or Warriors? Who's getting further? Oh man, I, I I love that like matchup idea since they've played in the play-in before to get in. Um, I I feel like the Warriors something's just off, and I, I don't. They might be nearing the end of their run, and I think though LBJ is kind of almost there too. They. I think I'm, I'd take the Lakers over him. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think I think Lakers too. Anthony Davis has looked good. LeBron, LeBron, um, and Clay Thompson is a mess. Draymond Green, who's been, he's been playing it right, but he's kind of a mess. It's 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 a little bit messy over there. It's just it's so much work for Steph to to drag his team through the play into the playoffs. Like he's got to do so much, and the way he plays, he can't just bulldoze and you know get to the cup. He, he shoots these thirty five footers. He's yeah. Unreal. He is unreal. But yeah, I think you're right. Uh, like, and Davis is having a great year. 
Um, and, and those guys can also turn it on. They've been rest. They rest so much. You never know if they're going to play every night. So I think saying the Lakers get further is a pretty, pretty good prediction. I think, um, any other questions here? All right. Well, you know what? Why don't we take it to back to NBA top shot? Um, people love hearing about NBA top shot, especially from you, Mike. So tell me about the state of NBA top shot, Mike. How are you feeling about NBA top shot right now? Um, it's a good question. Um, I have I have mixed feelings as always. Um, I think the biggest question I have, the biggest concern I have is is this to, to this kind of captures a lot of different things. Um, is I don't recall the last time I chatted with met um, a, a collector who said like you know I joined in the last six weeks two months or whatever and it's like pretty interesting or like coming across a tweet that said like hey i'm a big basketball fan like i just discovered this cool thing called top shot like it seems like the cool version of, of physical cards what an awesome platform um and and to me i don't know what to make of that i don't know if nfts just have a big stink around them and top shots lumped in with that i don't know if the onboarding process is, is crappy. I don't know if the platform is too complicated. Um, I don't know what it is, but it to me it's it's a it's a concerning sign that we have this you know three thousand users on the platform, and that number seems pretty static overall. And just from an anecdotal standpoint, it's it you know it's a, it's a fairly straightforward product in the sense of just like it's a digital version of physical cards. And yes, there are more complexities to it, which we can discuss in detail. But something like that, I'd expect, isn't that difficult to to get new users. And so, I don't know, what's your guys' view on why we don't see that play out more often? Like, I very, very rarely have to talk to, I, I can't even remember the last time I talked to someone who said, like, hey, I'm new here. Like, this seems really, really cool. Like, I'm a big Celtics fan. Like, what's the coolest Celtics moment? Like, anything like that. I haven't seen that, I don't know, in a very long time. And... I don't know if I'm looking in the wrong places. Maybe this happens on Reddit. Maybe it's on Facebook. Maybe it's happening in the team communities, which I'm not that plugged into. But to, to me, I, I'd, I'd love to kind of start this conversation there. Um, have you guys seen that? And if not, why do you think we don't see that more often? Yeah. So for me, um, well, I think a big reason we haven't seen too much of that is because like, I always repeat this idea, but like this this interest of ours is pretty niche. And it, it, it had a massive explosive moment in the past. And now it's sort of in the long tail. And I think like the places that we hang out, or at least that I hang out, which is on like Twitter, um, most of those people are already aware of NBA Top Shot. And it almost feels like you need something, some new reason to get interested in NBA Top Shot. And that's actually where I am optimistic about when we talk about like fast break because to me fast break is a new and interesting kind of value add for someone where the majority of people already know about collecting digital cards on the blockchain or whatever because they heard about top shot two years ago so that's my take on it um i'm pretty optimistic about this new game uh, and in in its ability to hopefully bring over people who are more interested in gaming more interested in fantasy that kind of thing and um, I think the most notable like new person or new kind of thing that happened online was that uh, uh, NBA reporter, that NBA live analyst that that was going on about how much they ironically love fast break. So 
that's kind of my take. I don't know, Trevor, if you have anything different to add there. I, I mean, in terms of personalities, that was probably the last one I, I remember too. That was a few weeks ago. I know exactly who you're talking about, but I forgot the name of my, I don't even think I really followed them, but I I've seen their stuff before. Um, I, I did have someone a week ago today uh, when we had a Rip Hack City event at like one of the bars, I ran into one of my friends there who actually was somebody I onboarded like in the first month of starting on Top Shot years ago. He owned the bar that I started doing Rip Hack City events at. Uh, so that's like three years. Uh, he quickly fell off after it though and saw him there. And then he was just like asking what this group was still doing. Like, he's like, holy shit, you guys are still around doing this? uh and he went and bought his first moment in like three years on it and was like checking out fast break and things like that and so i think there's a a bit of like the curation has really improved and building you know different layers on top of it like fast break um to really and, and having the app um the app was big and i think they're still working on stuff with that but having all these different layers that they add on to i think is going to be really big uh, in, in terms of bringing those types of people back, like people love the rookies that are going on, um, whether it's the freshman gems, the debuts or MGLE rewards, uh, th those seem to really excite people. And I, I mean, I'm one of those two. I really like rookies. I've been collecting rookies a lot on the platform. So uh, I love seeing that. I know a year ago when I did some cardboard shows, one of the biggest things that was going on at the time there was everyone asked is there an app and there wasn't one at the time uh and so i think there was a point of friction there and they haven't really had any major like onboarding campaigns i i feel like other than you get like a rebate back on your first pack purchase uh but at the time there they were um giving both like the referrer and the new user like x amount of dapper credit and like at those events even people were getting s3 rookie debuts uh, so there was a little bit more of like incentivization on both ends there to get them pushed across the line where I think some of that is kind of gone right now where, uh, you know, you're, you're not really shilling it to your friends in any way with the hope of that or having those events where people are onboarding uh, to bring the hobby collectors, the DFS type of people in. Um, and with the funding that went down a lot this year, the captain's program, I think you're seeing a lot less of it coming from them too, just due to lack of resources available to make it happen as a volunteer. That's fair. Um, but would you, are, are you guys actively playing fast break? I mean, I know you guys uh, share the lineups and such. Are you, are you playing? Are you enjoying it? I do. I, I, and I think part of this comes once they are ready to open this like out of beta for the fast break and have that open to anybody to hop into. Uh, I, I play, I've gotten at least eight wins. Uh, on each of the runs and one time got the the rare pack too i think the one that a lot of people hit so i, I played a lot i love it uh we talk about it all the time in rip pack city yeah because in my opinion uh that to me is the thing that i would go out of my way to now talk to like a friend who's not familiar with the platform about um which i think should be special i think if i feel that way hopefully more people feel that way and they can understand the attractiveness of like playing this game doesn't cost a lot of money and it's fun uh, i don't i don't know about you guys but it gives me like a sweat that i haven't felt since i used to gamble on basketball and that was a lot more unhealthy um so like i really enjoy sweating the stats and the box scores and you know 
checking into the live game, watching a random ass Atlanta versus Pelicans game, be like, you know, hoping that Zion gets that that dunk in the paint so I can get the green circle. To me, that's really fun. And I think that other people will find it fun as well. Um, what else should we talk about? All right. So, so that's your main point around top shot. Mike is that you aren't really seeing the kind of new user eagerness and excitement that you may have seen in the past. Um, what, what else? Would you I, I, I mean, I, I have a lot of main points that that was one question I had off the bat for you guys. If you guys felt similarly to that and if it feels like it's strategic by the, uh, by the Dapper team, are they, I, I feel like people have defaulted to, and it sounds like maybe they mentioned in the blog recently, this feeling that like, okay, Top Shot's in beta, they're still experimenting, they're adding new features, they're adding new games. So like, you know, just wait, once we start marketing, we start going out, you know, things will be great, there will be new users. And I don't know if that's, you know, definitely um, the case. Like, is this a conscious effort to, you know, work with this current community and, and hold off from growing the community or, it's just very, very niche and not that many people are interested in something like this. And I don't really know the answer to that. I don't know if we get the answer to that. Um, you know, they're, they're clearly not doing the things that they did before by working with Doris Burke and, and Kevin Durant um, and, and those types of promotions, you know, you're doing television commercials, but that wasn't overly successful. Um, for me, I'm, what I'm always surprised that we don't see is just as a very simple example, uh, do I have a pack of cards here? Maybe, I don't know. Everyone knows what a pack of cards looks like. Imagine, like, you know, they just have like packs of cards that you open it and there's a QR code or even like hologram, like simple versions of um, Top Shot moments that you can then scan a QR card in the back and it's, you know, it's, it brings you to the moment on screen, something like that. And it better bridges between physical card collectors and, um, and Top Shot collectors. And for me, a lot of what Top Shot comes down to for me, there you go. Yeah, so so those, exactly, exactly, perfect. So why aren't those in Target and Walmart? Like, why, why don't they do that? And it's like, a, it, did, Trevor, where does that come from? Did you that came from uh, Summer League. Okay, so Summer League. So I guess they're testing this sort of thing, which is, which is good. Um, but to me, I have a very different view from where users should come from. I don't think it's necessarily a good thing for core top shot if we attract a bunch of fantasy sports and DFS people to the platform because typically their actions are how do we optimize for profits, how do we do plus EV actions, and the moments themselves are purely a medium to extracting money, which is like, fine, that's what a lot of people do, a lot of people flip, a lot of people do whatever they do to do their hustle, and that's totally fine. I don't think that the systems that Dapper puts in place, though, should be kind of counter to what's productive for the core product of the actual moments itself. And so for me, who's an ideal Top Shot user, it's someone who is a basketball fan who has an appreciation for collectibles, whether they collect cards, jerseys, just a big fan of the Celtics, a big fan of the Knicks. And to tap into that market, to me, you, you know, you do packs like exactly what, what Trevor's doing. You go to card shows. You, you make sure you're at like memorabilia type things. You're, you're present at NBA games, but not with just like the word top shot popping up on the screen, uh, but with people there, you know, they did the booths for a while. You do that sort of thing. To me, fast break, maybe more people are like visiting the site. Like I, I get some of the benefits. People check into the site who haven't been there in a while and they're like, wow, everything works a lot more smoothly. We can pin our moments now. The site looks cool. 
so on and so forth. And like, maybe that's enough of a benefit, but for it to be the primary thing that attracts people at the end of the day, the game is not very logical. Like, you know, to, to optimize the game, you're buying moments that the market has rejected basically by very definition of what works best for the game. You're picking the cheapest version of a player's moment in a given tier, which operates very counter to the underlying collectible. And to, to me that, you know, that, that feels a, a little bit, odd um you know what's the end game here and would fast break fast break like like for me it's a little bit frustrating i'm like okay i have like these cool moments that i pay a lot of money for when i pick like a Jokic legendary it could be any Jokic legendary it doesn't even tell you which one you're using and i joked i think two years ago at this point that at some point if dapper keeps headed in this direction the moment might as well just be a pure text box that says Jokic serial number 12 and there's no play there's no image there's nothing it's just a text box that you can use to enter the game and frankly like that that's what fast break is and you know it's i get you know you get a sweat out of it there's some positive aspects people come back to the site it doesn't really flow back into the collectible itself it's like a separate thing that I, i'd imagine part of the excitement is it's free to enter and you can win money and it costs you know somewhere between five and $10 to play pretty optimally. Like, I don't know, you know, if, if, if you want to talk about rares and legend, legendaries, maybe it's like a little bit more. Um, and so it's, it's kind of sure fun. Um, I think that a big part of the fun is that, that it's free and you can win prizes. I think if we're being honest with each other, it's doesn't make as much sense as like a DFS or a fantasy sports. And so, which are free, easy, easily accessible. People are doing them anyway. And so, you know, what is the primary appeal of the game? I don't know. You can you can win some money for free. It's something you can do, but it's not something you can do with your collection, realistically. It costs four dollars to, to to play the game. It has nothing to do with your collection. And so is it super fun? I don't know. It's a kind of interesting to shoot for for stats like that to do a little bit of research, I, I guess, but it has nothing to do with top shot. And so that that to me is is definitely a a, a bit of a of a concern. It's like this is what we're leaning in on. For top shot, it's like how do you bridge the two? How do you bridge what the actual product is, the collectible itself, um, and which Dapper needs because they can only sell packs if people want to own the moments and this game. And like maybe there's a path eventually. Maybe it leads to like burning trade tickets. I don't know. But in its current form, it doesn't seem to work that well together. Yeah, I do think that the collectability side is something that's a little bit um, longer term or just longer to understand. Um, but anyways, I do have. Uh, we had a couple of ice cream so good that we need to hit so here we go first <laughs> jump shoot trevor would you like to start out go ahead I, ice cream so good yeah man <laughs> oh geez i hope kids are not watching this show um and then we got a boston base as well i'm new here so i guess uh mike you can answer the question what's the coolest celtics moment um in terms of actual play or like like Okay, so the, I guess this is two separate things. What's it, what, what I think is interesting about Top Shot is there's like different levels of collectible. There's the actual Celtics plays, and then there's like, okay, Top Shot debut, cool set, whatever else. Um, in terms of my, like my favorite, I like, like uh, the Tatum Cosmic. I'm, I enjoy a Cosmic moment. In terms of like the best Celtics plays out there, I don't know. I have to do a little bit of work to figure that out. I don't know, roughhand. I know what's on my list right now is the um, Derek White playoffs moment when he had that block uh, 
from last season's playoffs. Um, so that's one I, I do need to add into my collection there as I try to finish that set up. But uh, I actually just watched that the other day. I'm like, I remember that. That was so sick. You mean the putback, I think, is the putback. Yeah, yeah, putback, not block. My bad. But yeah, when he, when he got that putback uh, to win the game against, it was the Heat, right? Yeah, yeah. Yep. All right. Very good. Well, before we before we keep going, now's the time where I'm going to tell you something about floaty. So let's hit that floaty video that I made. Uh -oh. I'm going to show you how easy it is to buy a moment on the floaty marketplace using your Dapper wallet. So I'm going to click sign in, click my Dapper wallet. You see the same pop up as you'd see on the NBA Top Shot marketplace. It shows you that it's connecting to floaty. All right, there we are, we're connected. So let's head over to our collection, NBA Top Shot. Once we get on here, let's go down to the filter and let's go pick up a DeMar DeRozan rare moment for a future giveaway. So we're gonna click DeMar DeRozan and we want a rare, so we're going to go to tier. We're going to click rare. All right, and let's pick up this throwdowns moment right here it's a nice cereal nice 400 solid clean cereal we're going to click that disclaimer right there and then we're going to click the buy button it's going to bring up the same dapper checkout pop-up that you would see on nba top shot we're going to just make sure it's the right price it is we're going to click play, pay with balance and after a few seconds it is in our top shot account wasn't that easy wasn't that a soothing easy. voice? That's that's beautiful. Yeah. That's that's fantastic. Yeah, we'll do even more ASMR type floaty ads ad reads next time. Um, but yeah, there yeah, you go. That, you know, we'll start I'll a little easy. To emphasize the, the two things that we wanted to show there that I think you did a good job. But for the people yeah. who are still arguing about fast break it in the chat, one you can buy with Dapper Balance. Two, we have every kind of filter you can imagine, and if you can't find it, just ask us where it is. It's on the left side on desktop. It's in the traits menu on mobile we have a million filters we worked our asses off to get them up there and too often people are like you can't search by player name and i'm like we gotta let the people know you can mm -hmm. yeah don't worry uh this is just video number one i'll i'll let you all know even more ways to find interesting things on floaty that's the idea here um so silky smooth voice thank you king brett i appreciate so that smooth. so smooth <laughs> um all right, so Trevor is telling me in the DMs that we just got the blog of metallic gold and hollow icons. So we can take a look at that together. Let's bring it up. Let's get educated, everyone. Damn, I hope they didn't lock the airdrop thing yet. I meant to lock more moments. Uh-oh. Uh -oh. Yeah, touche. <laughs> well, let's see. Um, let's try to read over this relatively quickly. But we have our metallic golds show dropping next week and player list. So here's your your hollow icon player list. So Embiid, Lillard, Jalen Williams, Jalen Brown, Randall, DeJounte, Scotty, Rudy, Kobe, Nicola, Brunson, Trey, Kyrie, Laurie, Paolo, Bam, Jaron Jackson, Derek White. Steph Curry is your challenge reward, and KD is your challenge reward. So for those who play in the hollow streets, there you go. And then our rewards. Yeah, those are pretty meaty rewards. I feel like they've done a really good job, actually, this series with the rewards. I haven't seen one reward where I was like, yeah, that's a little lame. Like, every single reward has been pretty good, in my opinion. Um, oh, yeah. If we, if, if we take a step back to, to series one, there was one very controversial reward, which was the KCP 
reward for the legendary finals set. And at the time, I think the Dapper team basically said that we can't have like LeBron be the reward every time. There'll be too many like scarce LeBron moments out there. But I guess they've changed their tune on that after feedback, which is good in my view. They, they hear the feedback and they make a change. People wanted the better players to be rewards. Yeah. Bottle not happy about Kobe White having a legendary moment. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I think, you know, it's He's just... He's having a solid season, isn't he? Yeah. Exactly. That's the thing. Like, there's going to be players that are not big names that are having solid seasons. And as long as he's not like the challenge reward, you know, because, you know, you got Vince Williams Jr. Also, I think, you know, who knows? Are people going to get excited to collect Vince Williams Jr.'s MGLE? Maybe. I don't know. Or perhaps for uh, Fast Break, they will. Or Tobias Harris. Uh, but you got some other big names, too. And, and that's the way that these packs should work. You got your hits and you got your not so hits. You got your niche niche. But. You got your Anthony Edwards challenge award. Again, solid challenge award. These are enough really good players in the NBA to make enough really interesting challenge awards. And then this is the Captain Crunch, Nestle Crunch, Crispity Crunch, uh, Crunch Time. Uh, it's a common set. So let's read about that. Debuting in this drop, Crunch Time collection, big time plays when the team needed them the most. Established late game assassins as well as up and comers seeking to make their mark. So a player list. Lamelo, Jalen Johnson, DeMar DeRozan, Kawhi Leonard, Zion, Jeremy Grant, Devin Vassell, Russell, Tyrese is the challenge award, and Tatum is the challenge award. So I think the only thing of note there I'd say is that you got your Jalen Johnson dollar common, so that might hurt the people that are um, holding on to his TSD. But, I mean, that's going to happen to every player eventually. But there you go, just in case you want to get that uh floor jalen johnson it's going to be available um and then we also have squad goals so in celebration of the most dazzling displays of teamwork and cohesion one of a kind moments rare moments and they will be inserts in the legendary and also they're going to be in those new team packs as well so there you go squad goals you got squad goals you got captain crunch you got metallic gold you got hollow and this is dropping as usual on Tuesday and ends at noon. And your chance of getting these things on the hollow one, which is a $700 purchase price. You are guaranteed a hollow, guaranteed an MGLE, guaranteed two rookie debuts. I'm not sure which ones those are. And then you have two of those Captain Crunches. And anything else interesting? You got your Quick Rip, which uh, quite a quite a small chance at a hollow, a 0.12% chance at a hollow. You do have a 1% chance at a previously released rare, a 9% chance at a squad goals rare. So you have a pretty good shot at a rare in these quick rips. And then you got your MGLE drop, which has a 1% chance at a hollow in there. You've got your challenges that we talked about. Um, and also recall that you have your LeBron James expert challenge award for the hollow. And then on the MGLE, you are closer to getting your Wemby challenge reward. I'm going for that. You're going for the Wemby. I'm uh, Trevor. You said you had some kind of like hot takes around um, rookie. What, what was it again? The rookie revelations was that it or the freshman gems? Yeah, you had. You said you had something to say about that. Now I forget. I did. I, I forgot. But it was probably along the lines of I. I, I also have my bag stocking, but I like the MGLE challenge rewards for them, uh, which is why I chose to do that instead of chase the freshman gems. Uh, I, I've been doing the um, challenge reward because I really want that Wemby. Mm -hmm. and, and then it came with all those challenge reward rookies along the way there. Uh, like we had Scoot, uh, I think is going on right now. Um, and then a few others where I'm like, eh, you know, 
I like them. So I like MGLE cool. over freshman gems. Cool. Okay. Well, yeah, I think that Wemby MGLE is going to be a pretty special moment. Um, then you have your team and player leaderboards and your burn to earn. The MGLEs, again, are going to be you got to burn MGLEs. So I know some people were not happy about having to burn only MGLEs and not being able to burn the other rares, but that's what's going on. And your set rewards. Um, so there you go. You got to lock your sets by February 26th. So, Mike, you still have time. Um, I don't want set rewards. They've got these like airdrop things. Oh, you're talking about the airdrops. Sorry, I'm looking at the wrong thing. No, you're good. So, you're good. Did they yeah, talk about the airdrops? Leaderboards. That's probably what it is. Team player leaderboards a little farther down. I need a, yeah, um, that's what it is. Right, right at the bottom there. Here. Uh -huh, they um, locked this morning. Snapshots were taken. That sounds past tense. Damn it. Yeah. Uh, I always need uh -oh. to lock more stuff, and I don't. All right, whatever. <laughs> All right. Well, unfortunately, you didn't lock your stuff. You're. You don't get the airdrop then. Um, all right. Well, what else? What else do you guys want to talk about? Anything else in the chat? You want to ask these fellows any questions? I'm trying to collect all the names in the chat, and my nightbot is not connecting. So, ask some questions to these two from the chat, everybody. And I'm gonna try to get nightbot working, or else I'm gonna have to try to figure out some other way to collect your names. But um, Trevor, Mike, you can take a look at the chat and see if there's any questions you want to answer. <laughs> <laughs> my, 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 my six month old just popped into my room to say hello with, held by wife he doesn't walk yet <laughs> uh, I, I was also like damn little bro's already walking I love this trolling comment of floaty saved my mom's life it was a five step difference between her getting adequate health care or not okay but five <laughs> cent times ten thousand can really add up so if you're yeah. gonna buy ten thousand trade tickets and you want to save your mom Doing on <laughs> <laughs> Um, here we got we have people say asking some questions here. Black History 365 is asking, why would I burn a good moment for a newer moment? What's your take on that? I'd imagine you wouldn't probably. That, that's a the the burn leaderboards are like I don't know, they're they're I'm not like a huge fan of them. I think they're fine, but at the end of the day, realistically, you're replacing some value of moments with the, roughly the equivalent value of moments. Like no one's burning a $100 moment to get a $12 moment unless they're screwing up um, at the end of the day. And so I don't actually think it reduces supply in any way. It just changes supply from whatever's being burned to whatever those burns earn the person. And so I, I don't know. I think it's a little misconstrued as like, oh, this is like super good for the ecosystem that we're reducing supply. We're just changing supply at the end of the day and so i think this is a great question you wouldn't burn a good moment for a new moment unless you thought it was going to be worth more in which case just from an overall economy standpoint you're bringing in a scarcer moment in exchange for a less scarce or less desirable moment which is i would argue dilution not uh true burning i think someone might do that for this they have a bunch of stuff that are just getting dusty and they know that in order to maybe liquefy it they have to undercut really hard take you know sell for less than they'd really like and they think that by burning into this new moment this new shiny thing that probably has a little bit more eyeballs on it they might be able to find better liquidity out of that could be yep 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 i mean i know that's kind of what i've done in the past because i had something that i overpaid for had a lot of tss and then i i could get an a moment worth more if i just swapped it out um Matic is asking, what about lifetime locking? You guys want to lock moments for your whole life? 
I think whole life is, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's tough. Something like a 10 year lock or like a 20 year lock um, could be interesting. Or I don't know, like a, a you determine the lock and maybe you get some like top shot score boost as a result of that. But look, one thing we didn't quite get to, but I'll, I'll give my one sentence overview. I think the platform is like a hundred times too complex. And that's, I think, a big new user challenge. Like it doesn't feel like you can just come on, buy a pack, like open it up with a, you know, over, over a beer or with your kid or whatever um, and, and say like, cool, we got a Celtics moment and like go on through your day. You've got to, you know, read thousands of blogs and to understand what's going on. What are the burn leaderboards? What is this TSS score? Um, you know, oh, I just got another blog post about what I can do with this. Should I burn it? Should I not burn it? And like to, to me, for new users who want to just view this as like a casual way to enjoy the NBA, like there's not really that much room for them. Like you got to be pretty dedicated. You've got to commit a lot of time to it. It's, it's really not easy to be a passive holder. And I think that's kind of problematic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Zach wants to know, how do we make series one go up? How do we make number go up? I mean, my answer is <laughs> that, that, that Dapper should release new supply, but shouldn't just try and like shift all attention towards um, new supply all the time. It should, that's, we, nothing should be done to series one to, to boost it in any way. So if people want series one, they buy series one. If they don't, they don't buy it. Um, and some people will find it interesting as the first series. Some people won't, but where it becomes difficult, and I'm sure what Swisher is driving towards here is it feels like Dapper basically decides what's going to be the flavor of the month, whether it's through the different things they're promoting through Burns or what they're marketing toward. And and so therefore everyone has to kind of raise their hand and say like, what about what my collection is filled with? Like I have series one, Dapper, when's my turn? And mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't, I'd, I'd rather nothing gets um, specifically promoted than everything in a sense, or everyone asking for their turn. Right. Um, Dream Shaker asks, what should the floor level price of a rare be on Top Shot? Um, my answer is, um, hold on one sec, let me check the floor price of moments on Floaty right now. Um, my answer is 33 cents. Are the rares? <laughs> my, the my, rares. My, yeah, my, my answer is probably for a, a, a player who's played two seasons in the NBA and is no longer there or plays three minutes a game. Who cares if there's 278 versions of them? Like, probably no one's going to want that. And the only reason people do want that is because Top Shot, like, arbitrarily will reward things based on tier at some point. And so people will pay for it and basically pray that Dapper chooses them at some point in the future. But, like, I don't know. I, I don't think anyone would actually want to own a, a rare of some players. And so if people don't want to own it, like what's, where's the demand come from? Hmm. So my answer is basically zero. Okay. <laughs> Trevor, how do you feel about that? Uh, I, I think the demand is going to be really low on those players. They're like no longer in the league that had an S2 throwdowns moment. Um, I feel like there's a handful of them and they're probably sitting at like $5 or so. And that's probably what they'll remain as there's going to be something that Top Shot does to burn top, you know, rare moments or something like that, that keeps, or at least the idea that they might do that, that people then at least keep the floor there uh, just from what they've seen before. So I, I'd assume it'll, it'll, if it's not at five already, it'll probably go down to five and people will establish a floor around there. Why not four? 
I, I don't know why I picked five. It was just my number. It's also a prime. I'm, I'm just wondering, like, what what makes a, a rare of a super shitty player worth anything? I think it also depends on like how many people are from that team on Top Shot. Um, there there are shitty players that have played on the Blazers that I still like have their moments. Like, I, you know, I'm. I'm throwing strays at Greg Brown. Uh, but he was someone who wasn't like big and wasn't around that long, but like his moments were really exciting and he's like actually kind of cool guy. Uh, it seems like just from his social presence, but like, I don't know, there's, uh, I'd want to have his moments cause those are not as good players, but like he's got cool highlights of them. So I, I don't know it, it, it could go down. I, I landed at five as a random number. Fair. Uh, let's see what else. I'm trying to figure out this stuff in the back end. Hopefully, I'll be ready in a couple minutes. But what's the best rare set? Um, let's see. I really like rookie debut in the in the first series. I like throwdowns because Wolfpack. Um, I'll I'll go with MGLE. It's nice to have the uh, the team logos there. Um, it's you know what they call the flagship set. It's often the best plays. Really, really nice. So uh, I'll do a boring answer, and then I'll think for a second and come back with a more fun one. Uh, I see Black History 365 said, and I agree, uh, for the win. Uh, it, they're just always exciting moments at, at the end of the game when, you know, that's why people are going to the games is hoping that they're able to catch an exciting end to it. And I, I know when I think of, like, my favorite moments, usually in NBA history, they're, like, at that crunch time. Uh, and I, I think they're just fun to see and like, probably, like I said, going back and echoing throughout my history of favorite plays, those would be the types of sets that they would go into. Yeah. It's, it's a fun set. I also like, I think video game numbers is a really cool set too. Yeah. That's a fun one for sure. Wait, Tandy, what's your view on the floor of a, a rare price? Did we get your take on that? Um, I feel like it should be. You know what? I I don't actually know how to answer that question. <laughs> I don't I don't think it should be zero. Um, Why not? Well, maybe it should actually. I, I guess if it's a player, if it's like Ginkadare or it's like Dino Raja or something, then then maybe maybe or or maybe it should just well, be like five dollars. People don't want to collect it, which I think is is, is possible for some of the players we're talking about. People don't want to collect it. What should give it value, and like why should it have value? I think just because it's well, I think there are enough Yinkadare and Dina Raja fans that there should be some value to it, um, and also just to reinforce like a tier system of commons versus rares. I think it would get a little con- even more confusing um, if you had commons that were like a dollar and rares that were a dollar. So maybe that goes back to the conversation you were having about just a user being able to hit the platform and understand what's going on. And if you have rares that are a dollar, maybe that makes it even more confusing. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. To, to me, I came to this world thinking, like, I'm, I'm not a huge, like, physical sports card collector, but I got, like, a bunch of, like, crap, whatever here. Great, just to show proof of physical some stuff. Great. <laughs> Nothing that exciting. Um, but, like, it's like if, if I open a physical card pack and I get uh, something, I don't know, out of two ninety nine of an absolute rag player, like, it's getting set aside in the discard pile, basically. Like, I'm never looking at it again. I don't know why it should be different for uh, for Top Shot. Like, well, you know, why does there need to be artificial 
value attributed to things just because it has a rare in front of it. Because people don't want it, they don't want it. Um, Okay, but I have a similar question for you. I don't know what our timing is here, and maybe this is a longer conversation. So, Tandy, keep me honest. If you don't want to answer this or if you want to say next time, that's fine. Um, mm. But my question is, why does the floor need to be a certain level? Like, Why are people like Top Shot would be saved if the floor is $2 instead of $0.33? Cents? Like, who cares? Why does that matter? I think I just I would go back to my original answer. I just think it, there needs to be somewhat of a like because listen, you have all these different sets, right? All these different sets. You go back to over the series, tons of different sets. If I'm a new user, and and maybe this is a silly conversation, but like if I'm a new user, how do I make sense of all these different sets and all these different tiers and rarities? And it's it get it starts to get confusing. And now if like a common is worth more than a rare, somehow that's confusing to me. If if that makes sense. I don't know, to me, that mirrors everything else in the world. Like, it, it, like you know, if there's a, a Michael Jordan card, a LeBron James card, it doesn't matter how many of them there are. It's worth more than an Ish Smith card, everyone's favorite uh, floor yeah. mat here. And well, like, that's true. I, like, like Steve's channel here mentioned that, that they'd rather have a one of one than a 1,000 LeBron. Like a one of one is maybe like interesting. That's a cool story. There's literally one in the world. So you find, you know, the, the player themselves, the player's parents, maybe find it interesting. Maybe you find it interesting. Sure. But like, you know, if there's 750 of them or whatever, then compared to just like a common unnumbered LeBron or something, I'd probably rather have the LeBron still realistically. No, that's true. Um, uh, there's obviously going to be standouts of each tier. Um, yeah. You, maybe I need to think more about this answer. <laughs> I don't think there's a good answer to be honest. Like why, like, why does everything need to have that? And then, and then my concern is that Dapper sees everyone saying like, "Oh, like the floor should be two dollars instead of one," which like, I, I do not understand at all. And so, how do we do that? We basically have to say to everyone, "Okay, we're going to take six hundred thousand moments that, by market definition, nobody wants, and we're going to trade them in for rare moments and legendary moments through trade ticket packs." We're basically going to say to you, "You have to trade in two hundred crap moments that no one wants so like no one's like no one's benefiting from this in any way um and we're going to issue more rare lebrons rare anthony edwards rare jason tatums in exchange for those trade tickets so we're diluting the good stuff to artificially increase a floor which doesn't really achieve me i just don't get it i don't know maybe i'm missing something but it doesn't make sense to me yeah well um yeah i don't i don't have a great answer i'll have to think about it a little more but uh People, if you if you don't mind, just write anything in the chat. I just want to make sure this thing is working. All right, so I think it is working. So I finally was able to figure out this Nightbot thing. So what we're going to do now, we already have a bunch of entries on the Luca Rare giveaway. So what I want you to do now is just write anything in the chat, actually. Um, it actually doesn't even have to be a keyword. You can write what you had for lunch in the chat. Um, but if you want to be eligible, you have to write something in the chat. So literally... You know, hamburger, uh, uh, ground beef with rice, whatever you want. You just put it in the chat and I can start collecting names. Um, so if you're watching this on Twitch or on uh, Twitter, then I, uh, Twitch actually works. Twitter, actually, no, I think it all works. It should all work. There you go. Skeets had a hamburger. I had a hamburger for dinner, actually. It was pretty good. Um, uh, Yairo, well, there you go um <laughs> jules ate something else uh vincent oh, brisket sausage rice and beans see this is a good this is a much better way of doing things i like seeing what you guys all ate for lunch 
Jules have quite a day. Um, it does count as an entry, Boston base. That's what I'm telling you. It does. It, it counts as one extra entry. Um. Costanza <laughs> just did not like me at one point, but now likes me slightly more than where I used to. Be. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I appreciate the positive trend. Thank you very much. There you go. All right. Well, we got all right. The the number's still going up, so I'll I'll give you guys a couple more minutes. Uh, we just the, need the series one number to go up now. I know exactly. I feel like we actually one thing we didn't cover. What did did you guys see that person that burned like two thousand dollars worth of legendary and rare LeBrons for for mm -hmm. uh, jersey? What what why do you think that happened? Do you guys have any idea? Do you think it was just a mistake, or do you think someone? What do you think they were doing, Trevor? You feel like I feel like you have an uh, opinion here. I was looking at it initially thinking they were autographed too until I like looked at it. I'm like, oh shit, it was just the balls that were autographed. The jerseys aren't. And then I closed the window because I was looking at the Dane one and I'm like, that'd be cool to get. And then I'm like, that's not. So um, we know that people sometimes skip over some of the finer details and stuff. Um, I, I, that, that, that checks out to me. Mm, butter yeah, chicken. I, th I think it was an error at the end of the day assuming they're a rational actor obviously just like sell the moments and go buy what you want for a fraction cause like they're attainable items what he won you don't need to like, get a special connection the other side of it is like you know when there when there's top shot secret santa sometimes people just like throw in more expensive moments than what you need to do uh, so not everyone's always acting acting rationally maybe this person was like eh, i'll help out the community a little bit whatever i'll chuck in a few lebrons um and you know, to burn more than what i need to to win this that's that's the uh the nice angle if uh if someone potentially did that yeah i think um boston base definitely smoked everyone out of the room to get his tatum autographed basketball i think that was the most moments burned for a basketball so he can tell you about that strategy um all right I, I, I got a question for you guys, and I don't know yeah. if we really – we briefly touched on it, but why Floaty and Tandy? Mm. Who's going to answer that question? <laughs> I'll answer. Go ahead, Mike. Uh, because we feel like at Floaty that we have um, a really, really nice platform, and one of the most challenging things for us is getting people to try the platform, and one of the biggest um, – one of the more – commonly cited uh, issue that people have when they come over is this feels sketchy and uncomfortable. I prefer just going with Dapper because I know Dapper and Dapper is good. Uh, and we think Tandy is a trusted voice in the community and you know th this sort of endorsement and Tandy showcasing how the platform works and kind of giving people that extra nudge saying like, hey, you know, I've actually checked this out. Um, I, I you know, genuinely believe that the platform is a, is a good service for the ecosystem and does things that you can't do on Dapper, um, you know, has cheaper fees and whatever else we can ramble on about what we like about what Floaty does. I think that helps bridge that gap for people. And one of the big things we talked about when we were discussing Floaty times Tandy is like, it's important to us that that Tandy actually views Floaty as a, as a good platform and believes the, you know, the type of, of, of things that, that he'll talk about and he'll, he'll teach you guys about. And, uh, 
because you know the the viewer will recognize if it if it feels like it's just kind of a a paid spot and and I think I think Tandy does have that that genuine faith. Tandy can answer uh, for himself when we go get over there. And from our perspective, you know, getting the word out a little more to Tandy's audience is great. But even more than that is the crossing that trust bridge for people who aren't quite comfortable leaving the Dapper ecosystem, which we completely understand. But hopefully, this helps people get across that line. Yeah, I think that's very well said. And I, if you had asked me two years ago, you know, do you want to do something with Floaty? I would have said, I'm not so sure because two years ago it was very confusing to use. You couldn't use your Dapper wallet. Um, there were no images of the players on the website or the moments on the website. It just felt very foreign. And I would definitely understand why someone would go to that site and say, this feels uncomfortable to me. This feels way too different. And um, as I wrote in my Twitter thread, fairly recently i think it was in december i was way i was going back to the floaty site and thought wow it's so much better now it's it feels more trustworthy you could use your dapper wallet you don't have to use like a some other wallet that you'd have to create um you know a passcode for and whatever else so it's way easier to understand and and all those other points and getting started on the low end is what i was doing and and now i'm purchasing the giveaways so i'm going a little higher and i can see where the where are the interesting ways of finding cool moments on Floaty, how that works. And so, yeah, I think it's a great service. I'm really glad to be able to work with you guys. And, and I'm glad that it's going to benefit everyone else as well. Not just the information, but the fun giveaways, everything. So that's how I would answer it on my end. Um, and, oh man, this Nightbot just deleted like 10 of you. Sorry, guys, spam the chat again. And then I'm going to copy all of you because it, it went it went from like 33 people to 23 people so spam the chat one more time uh let me see that number go back up and then i will collect all the names i don't know why it does that it says active user oh it has to be within the last five minutes let me <laughs> bump that up all right 15 minutes so yeah just go spam the chat and i'm gonna collect all your names spam the chat Automatic uh, right. auto floaty is not like the flea market for moments absolutely not <laughs> floaty is is like the uh say the every market we have okay this is maybe a great opportunity tandy you remember when we were talking about in our chat i will have you know matic auto that the five largest top shot transactions oh. in 2023 all took place on floaty these are all twenty five thousand dollar plus transactions that's so true let me let me those are not it. the kinds of things that happen at flea markets Maybe behind the scenes, not the parts that I have access to, at least. Yeah, um, I will share that graphic because I know somebody wanted to see that. So let's share it. Looks like Maddox maybe wants to see it. Yeah, this is just for you, Maddox. <laughs> <laughs> so these are the top sales since the floating marketplace launch, Maddox. There you go. Number one, $27,000 LeBron James Cosmic. Two, $24,000 LeBron James Cosmic. And three... $23,023 LeBron James Cosmic. So seems that people like to buy LeBron James moments on floaties, fancy ones. Well, and uh, just note it's that this was from November, uh, th this graphic. So we did have another one in there that fit into the top five. Um, but and, and we've had big sales since then, too. Uh, but this was something that I think NBL put out on his personal Twitter, I think right around Thanksgiving there. And I think that's what's interesting too about Floaty is that like you could be a huge whale or you can be a little guppy and, and you just like picking up your little trade tickets. Either way, 
it's the better place to go do things. Because if you're buying those huge moments, or more more importantly, if you're selling those huge moments, you're saving a lot on fees. You're not going to pay five. You're going to pay two percent on those fees, and then often those uh, discounts are passed over to the buyer. So that's why Floaty is a good place to buy things. And I'll tell you even more about Floaty as the weeks go on. Um, and I'll I'll use my ASMR voice and the calm music to do it. Uh, so. I think that's it, guys. We I, I selected the 32 people. I'm going to add this to a list of all the Twitter people. And then as soon as this is over, I'll run it and I'll include it. And you can check Twitter if you've won. Um, so any parting words? I, I will say nice things about Top Shot as parting <laughs> words. There are two things that I get, I would say, a little bit of sick joy out of because I feel like Top Shot is a great answer. One of them is people having to sort of pretend that they care about insert NFTX because they have to do that because it's essentially marketing for the value of their underlying NFT. I just it, it, I, I really have a hard time believing that these people are super passionate about like static image of cartoon bear. Um, on whatever blockchain. And I don't envy the concept of having to basically say, I am obsessed with, like, I am my bear, my bear is me, whatever <laughs> NFT people say. Um, and instead can be like, oh, like I'm an NBA fan and I like NBA collectibles. This actually makes sense to me. Uh, and so I, I always feel better about the fact that I don't need to do the kind of thing where I'm like being disingenuous that I can say, like, yeah, like, you know, I, I mean, sometimes I'm like browsing the marketplace, the floating marketplace, and I see something and I'm like, shit, this is a lot of money, but I would like really be happy if I could own that. That would be great. And I know a lot of people in the uh, in the ecosystem feel like that. And it feels a lot less like when something exciting happens on Top Shot, it's not like, oh, I'm excited about this because I think someone else in the future that I can sell my NFT to will be excited about this. It's like, oh, people here are excited about it. Basketball fans are excited about it. I like that. Number one, number two, I don't, I don't like this because like, I don't want to see people get hurt, but I think that it proves that top shot when there are like controversies in physical collectible world and there are fake things, broken things, shipping issues, people not responding, people ha having fake listings. It turns out there are six different iterations of a, of a one of one card issued by tops. Panini has some redemption that doesn't get translated the way they said it would. Anything happens. There's a shipping, yeah, a, a shipping insurance issue. Who knows? And it's just like, okay, all of these things are addressed by NFTs and, and Top Shot. And and to me, it still feels like a really nice answer to like, what's the better version of sports collectibles. Uh, and I'm excited about that. And so we're in. Yeah. Well, everybody seems to want me to roll this live, so it's going to take me a couple minutes. So, Trevor, kill some time while I try to get this working on the back end. Yeah, uh, I, I agree a lot with Mike on that. I, I love Top Shot, and like in the way of, I'm a huge Blazers fan. Uh, I, I'm a season ticket holder. I've I've seen a lot of these happen live uh, for games that were home. I'm watching them away. It, it really resonates with me as a. Um, Shit, just people in the comments fucking me up. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I just love it. I mean, I I think back to like my stack of like Dame archives, and we talked about Matt Roth and him doing that and highlighting some of those. And I believed in 
those moments at like $20 for like the Dame archive and stack them up there to uh, finally beat out Alex at something, uh, which was have, have the largest Dame archive stack. And that, that moment meant a lot to me. And it brought me back to that time when that happened, which was the weekend I graduated college. And uh, we're coming up on the 10 year anniversary of that moment happening. And so um, when I when I watch some of these, it, it brings me back to that. And that's where like going back to like before the win, a lot of those really resonate with me. I love the moments. It makes sense in terms of collectability. Uh, I have my binders of cards here in my office uh, from everything I've collected all these years. So I, I like the idea of having all this readily available at any time. Um, so I, I, I just enjoy it. The, then like I, I, with Top Shot, I do enjoy like the layering on of things, whether it's the OTM uh, Jolly Jokers, having that like as something that like gives you access to tools that you can use and AI sports, you're able to do that with their games and uh, how they're doing, how, how it all integrates together is fun to me. And that's why I, I enjoy actually working for Floaty. Very nice. All Trevor right. Well, all right. Well, I believe I've got it all set. All right. So this is the Twitter names plus the YouTube live viewer names. Um, it's 188 names. Many of you are in there twice because you did both. So we're going to spin it. Um, but Bleezy's asking, Trevor, what were you snickering at? Oh, man. Uh, I was probably something in the comments here. People are, oh, uh, Kay Dunn talking about uh, a chubby bearded thumb to feel truly represented. <laughs> <laughs> A chubby bearded what? Hoodlum. Hoodlum. Oh, hoodlum. Hoodlum. Okay. All right. Well, here we go. Let's see who is going to take home the Luka Doncic rare. Here we go. Hopefully, I know who you are. Round and round we go. Where oh, it wow. Stops. It's me. No, it's <laughs> Let's not. Let's see. <laughs> All right. STL Top Shot. I just got the STL Top Shot Twitter follow like yesterday. I've been following them for a long time, and I finally got the uh, return follow. So there you go. You earned yourself some karma. All right. Well, congrats, STL Top Shot. Um, I'll look for you. If I can find your name, I'll just send it over. Uh, but that's about it, guys. Um, thank you for being here together. It was a fun time. felt like we hit some interesting subjects. And thank you to the chat. And next week, we will have more interesting stuff happening we'll have another giveaway i already purchased it as you saw in the floaty video i got i purchased the demar de rosen rare so we will give that away next week and i, I got it. one more note yeah go ahead uh we did just launch our merch shop today uh on collecting and connecting so if you do want to check out the merch shop we just posted on twitter uh earlier this morning I did see that. Um, I'm almost I'm almost thinking about doing that myself, so I don't have to deal with like losing two dollars when someone buys a T-shirt. Um, but yeah, go check out the merch, and I guess that's it. Enjoy the return of the NBA tonight, everybody. I can't we'll post talk. in the chat, so just want to say thank you to everyone for watching. Tandy, thank you for the sponsorship. We're uh, we're, we're super excited over at Floaty, and yeah. This is a good time. Appreciate the chat. You guys made this uh, made this fun. Kept Trevor laughing. <laughs> exactly. That's what's important. All right. Well, ice cream so good. Yum yum yum. And we will t <laughs> we'll talk again soon. Bye, everybody. Static selector.